Hi, and welcome back to The Haunt Podcast, your go-to podcast for sex, sexuality, transness, gender, other societal issues, um, and whatever the heck we like, because uh, because we don't really have a consistent model just yet. Um, my name is Penny. And my name's Maddie. Um, and today we have a very special guest. Um, yesterday was London Trans Pride. Um, and we have Sammy joining us, who attended there ye- yesterday. How are you, Sammy? I'm doing good, thanks. Um, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Um, so, yeah, tell, first tell us a bit about yourself, um, just so the listeners know who they're listening to. Um, yep, sure. I'm Sammy. I'm a 39-year-old trans woman who lives in London. I'm originally from Australia, and I spend most of my time writing and drawing and generally existing. Perfect. You do a very good job of uh, of, of of all three. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, all right. So, um, yeah, the so London Trans Pride yesterday. Um, numbers I'm seeing at the moment. I think the official Instagram recently posted that they had uh, estimates are over seven thousand five hundred, which is really? an wow. amazing turnout. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, I have seen other varying numbers up to thirteen thousand. Um, and as low as 3,000, which was reported by NBC in the US. Um, how was it yesterday? Um, it was really good. It was just like a really positive experience, especially compared to Trans Pride the year before. Um, it was just it was just so peaceful and chill and uh, generally just good fun for everyone, really. Good, good. I'm glad to hear. I, I really wanted to go to one of the Trans Prides in London, but never, never managed to get to one. Um, I think 2019, I was too nervous because I'd just come out. Um, and then last year, I left London prior to it happening. Um, but yeah, tell, tell us about the day. Where did it start? Sort of, where did you just march to? I'm sure we started at Wellington Arch. Um, and I mean, I got there about an hour and a half early just because I wanted to see who was coming. And there weren't that many people there at mm-hmm. first, so I was a bit worried. But um, yeah, lots of people started coming um, bit by bit. And soon the park was like completely full. Excellent. That's. Oh, sorry. Go on. Oh yeah, I was just going to talk about like the the people that were coming through there. We had like anti-vaxxers coming through as well, and that was a little scary at first, but they didn't bother us really. Um, oh good, good. Glad glad that they they uh that they kept to themselves and yeah. didn't uh, didn't didn't try to uh, interrupt things because that that could have been uh, a bit of a bother. Um, but yeah, I saw that everyone there were some speeches and everyone sort of marched to Soho. Yeah. Sort of tell us tell us sort of your progression and, and and such throughout the day. Okay, yeah. So we left a bit late, I think, because there was like a lot of protests going on in London at the same time. The um the organisers wanted us to wait and go a safe route, and we went like a really strange route. Like we walked down towards uh, Piccadilly Circus, but instead of going through the circus, we went around it through the side streets, um, which was actually really interesting. Like. It was very narrow and slow moving, but we got to see a lot of interesting bits of London we don't usually see. And it took us right through the streets of Soho, which is really cool because that's like our territory. Uh, everyone, <laughs> and everyone on the side was just so like cheering us on. It was all really positive. Good, good. I'm really glad to hear that it was it was such a positive ex- experience, such a good day. Yeah. Um. So I saw that um for the speeches, um they had they accessibility was like something that was prioritised. They had someone doing British Sign Language. They did. Um, and, and throughout the protesting, um, people in wheelchairs and such were sort of given access to, to be as front as possible as they could be, um, which is fantastic. Obviously, um, accessibility is something that's very important for the community as well. Yeah. Um, so that was that was fantastic to see. Um, so I saw um, the organizer, Lucia Blake, um, she she was speaking at one point. Apparently, she only got out of hospital last night or the night before, rather. 
um, which is really powerful and really incredible that she managed to make it. Um, and she was the, apparently there with on, on, in a wheelchair. Oh, yeah. Did I, you see much of the speeches? I did see the speeches. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't close enough to hear all of them. Um, the sound system wasn't <laughs> particularly powerful. Um, and by the time we got to Soho Square, it was absolutely packed. Um, so I was about, Fair enough. Yeah, so I was like in the middle of the park and like doing my best to listen in, but I didn't catch a lot. No, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I've I've been to many a protest, and a lot of the time, the sound systems generally aren't the best. Um, also, obviously, protests generally draw pretty big numbers, um, which uh, which sort of makes it difficult to actually properly probably put a good sound system in for because you can't you can't really uh, you can't really predict for for numbers and such like that and have everything set up for people further away. Yeah. Uh, but it's really good that like to hear that like the numbers were were, were so good that that like you weren't the <laughs> sorry. Um the, the numbers were so good that like it was it was it was well packed. Um I will point out that uh I just did ask people to social distance um as well as also wear masks and such. Um, which, as I've seen from a lot of the photos, was was pretty common. Lots of people wearing their masks and being COVID safe, which is obviously very important as well. Was there much police presence there? Was Almost were they none. sort of a problem? Really? No, like last year, um, they were a real nuisance. Like especially at the end of the march, they cleared us out of the out of Parliament Square really fast. Um, they so mm-hmm. they let us get three three or four speeches done, and then they started like massing in very large numbers around the square and filtering through the cloud, t- the crowd telling us to leave. Um, this time mm-hmm. there was almost nothing. There was some police at the front clearing the way and there was literally four police officers at the back. They didn't cause any trouble for anyone. Oh, and the only okay, time I saw them, oh, sorry, the only time I saw them after that was like at the end of um, at Soho Square because that place usually closes at 8 and at 10 o'clock they mm-hmm. were starting to come into the park and telling us to think about getting out and not letting new people in, but that was the only time I saw them. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've I've been to been to quite a few protests in London, and and police uh, generally do well. As you said, for for last year's like the ones I've been to, it was generally the police like pretty quickly moving people on and just trying to prevent um, trying to prevent anything from happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's good good to hear that they that they let it happen. Um, I will point out that this that this pride was um, a community run event rather than anything official with any sponsorships or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, which seeing numbers like that at something that's just organized by the community, getting to sort of the root of pride, the, the community being put first um, rather than uh, rather than it being a, an opportunity for sponsors to uh, to put up advertisements, which is a, a fantastic thing yeah. um, and really shows the strength of the community. Yeah, did you uh, did you see any funny signs or any any good uh, a, a, any? Anything interesting about uh, about any of the signs or banners? Did you make a banner yourself? Um, no, I didn't make a banner myself. I managed to get a banner of someone, a sign of someone else because um, I thought it looked cute and she was carrying two, so she gave me one. It was just a protect trans oh. kid sign. It was hand printed and it had little handprints on it. I thought it was really cute. Um, but oh. yeah, um, I usually don't make signs for things, and I don't know why. I probably should. It'd be fun. Uh, yeah, it is. It is a bit of fun. Um, I've I've made some made some signs for protests in my time. Um, but there was, there was, as you pointed out, like protect trans kids is obviously a really good message. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen so many signs saying like Black Trans Lives Matter, um, solidarity, solidarity with Hungary, mm-hmm. um, to the LGBT community there because there's some some pretty crazy, um, pretty crazy stuff going on in Hungary at the moment. 
um, with stuff similar to, for the UK listeners, similar to Section 28 recently been put it, put in there. Um, so obviously the community in Hungary having having some problems. So good to good to see some solidarity there. Yeah, I've got to say um, as well, like a lot of the, it was really heartwarming to see a lot of like um, cis lesbians and cis gays turning out and they had a lot of banners like advertising that they were there as well. Um, there was quite a few um, sort of cis allies in general. It was really nice to see them there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, I have I have a, an interesting quote was in the uh, Independent article, um, which I'll read now. It actually makes me quite quite upset when I see not everyone in the community is standing up for trans rights. I think as a cisgender cisgender gold star lesbian, I can recognise that I have a lot of privileges against other people in the community. I gathered a whole gang of my friends to make sure that we all come because I feel like it's important to show masses. People care. We don't have to be trans to stand up for trans pride. The same way we don't have to be dykes to go to dyke march. We don't all have to be identifying as LGBT specifically to go to a, to go to a march. Mm-hmm. Specifically put, because this is not a corporate march. It's just a demonstration, which is what the roots of pride and marching is. Um, and I think that's a really good, really beautiful um, message from, from that protester. Um, just showing showing up for the community um, and being there and having that solidarity for one another. Yeah. Um, it's really inspiring to see to see the numbers yesterday as well as also all the uh, cisgender, um, other LGBT people uh, turning up for us as well, which is really fantastic to see. It's good to, good, good to be recognised by the community and have our struggle observed. Yeah. And like at the party at the end, it was like everyone was there. It was like cis allies and, you know, gays and lesbians and trans people and we're all just there it was really cool i think it was like the first large sort of queer gathering that had happened um since a year and a half ago it was really good that it was oh, ours. Okay. yeah yeah absolutely um yeah with with covid and such obviously that's been really difficult yeah um but covid laws in the uk sort of they they allow for like outdoor stuff i'm get, guessing they're pretty similar to germany at the moment yeah, they backed off a lot in the outdoor stuff, and they also there was a period where they weren't really even allowing demonstrations, but they backed off on that. Um, so it's also important to recognise, actually, the um, the organisers also shared that it was um, the the protest was also to memorialise uh, Ali Che, um, who is a black trans activist and well known amongst the London Trans Pride Organisers Group, mm-hmm. um, who unfortunately recently passed. Um, so it's important to recognise that I think, um, and really, I'm, I'm really impressed that that was that, that was mentioned in this NBC article, um, which was which was quite nice, um, and obviously good to good to recognise um, other minorities within our own minority, um, and and show that solidarity, and it's it's obviously a, a sad a sad situation. Um, they 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 point out in the article that um that she was she was a wonderful person very very feminine like you wouldn't you wouldn't have picked her but she was still terrified to use public bathrooms mm-hmm. um, just because obviously in the UK the media is is not the most trans friendly um, is probably the nicest way I can put it yeah um with uh with yeah I I saw that the the BBC's had five articles on Pride's around the world that happened yesterday but not a single one on trans pride which was happening in the capital like that just seems ridiculous and outrageous to me yeah that they're they're able to take the time out to uh to be able to do all these articles uh but not recognize something that's happening in their own city like that doesn't make sense yeah they're pretty selective about what they choose to cover they didn't cover us last year either um Mm. yeah 
I'm sort of past being outraged by them. They just do this all the time, so <laughs> I just uh, start <laughs> giving up being angry at them. I just don't pay any attention to them anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. It is. It is. There's only there's only certain amount a certain amount you can really take, um, considering they also platform so much hate against us, um, but uh, but don't but don't recognize our struggle or even or even give us a voice in in the discussion. Yeah, I mean, I think a really good thing about the trans pride is that like it doesn't actually matter what they've been saying. They've been putting so much pressure on us to like to stay in our houses and not you know to think that we're completely outnumbered and alone. And then we all just came out, and there's thousands of us there. Um, all at the same mm. time, it really doesn't matter what they do to us. We we exist, and they can't. Whatever they say doesn't really matter. We rise above. We come together as a community, um, and we rise above, which is which is really fantastic. Um, I did also see that uh, that people were were handing out um, flyers, um, which were sort of about um, how to how to obtain uh, HRT or hormone replacement therapy from your GP, and and how to discuss that with your GP. Because um, obviously uh, the situation is at the moment um, in the UK that the gender identity clinic, as far as I'm aware, I think it's about a three-year wait. Uh, it can be longer. Like some of them are five years. Some are basically infinite. I mean, uh, Charing Cross, the one I'm waiting at, um, has mm-hmm. I think they're still processing people that were referred to them in October 2017. It's just taking forever, and they've been doing that for a year. Like throughout the entirety of That's... COVID, there's been one month worth of referrals from three years ago. That's crazy. It's horrible. Well, I was referred in twenty in January twenty nineteen, and they're never going to see me. Probably. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but so it was really good to see like the community putting out good good information about how to discuss it with your doctor, um, and knowing your rights, um, which is obviously really important as well. Um, I will put a link to those flyers in the show notes for anybody who's interested. Um, for any UK listeners. So yeah, Sammy, is there any anything specifically about yesterday or anything specifically that you'd like to have a chat about? Um, yeah, I was really like glad to see the um, the kink and fetish community come out for us, um, especially with the discourses mm-hmm. that's been like on, on Twitter and other online spaces about kink at Pride. Um, I mean, a lot of these guys were otherwise cis gay men. I mean, I know they have trans members in there too, but like they took a big risk coming out for us, like sort of as cis allies and as people that have been like particularly targeted even by the LGBT community um, online. And I, they, mm-hmm. I mean, the same as us, I had no idea how the police were going to react and I had no idea how the community was going to react to them when they came, but they still came out for us. And I, I was so happy to see them. Um, and I'd like to always like be there for them as well in the future. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, I've, I've had a number of discussions with people about, uh, about the sort of no kink at pride discourse, um, and I feel like that's mostly coming out of the US. Um, due to I've, I've had it sort of explained to me, sort of the situation there and sort of the extremism um, surrounding that. I'm still, I still very much love kink at pride. Definitely think kink should be at pride. Pride should be kinky. Um, like there's just as much nudity at the beach like come on but uh at the same time like it is they 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 are also sort of pressured by potential hostilities in the US surrounding uh surrounding the extremism that's going on there at the moment but we'll we'll have another episode of that another time to get sort of more in depth into that um but yeah absolutely like definitely definitely glad to see that they turned out as well 
Um, I did also see um, that there were that there was also some very um, supportive, very supportive messages for uh, for intersex people there as well, um, who can be a part of the trans community if they like, um, which is absolutely wonderful as well. Um, for those who don't understand, I'll sort of explain a little bit in the show notes as well. Um, but yeah, definitely good to see all parts of the community um, coming out, particularly yeah, as, as you said, like one that's sort of under attack at the moment from. Our own community is sort of good that they still turned out regardless. Yeah, um, it was really good to see the intersex pride flags as well. I mean, you, the, the new Progress Pride flag um, that's been updated to have the intersex um, flag sort of front and centre in it, like it's prominently like right at mm-hmm. the edge. Um, there hasn't been any time to get any of the actual flags produced um, in time for this Pride March, but people brought intersex um, pride flags anyway and flew them alongside the regular Progress Pride flag, and it was really good to see it. Oh, that's fantastic! That's that's wonderful. That, that 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 feels so nice. That's great to see. Yeah, absolutely. Much love for the intersex community, um, and your struggles are all of our struggles, just the same as well. Is there anything else in particular that you'd like to bring up? Um, well, it was uh, the first opportunity I've had to meet like a lot of people from online, and that was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And the Hare Krishnas as well. I don't know if you saw them, but they um, they turned up at the end as well, which is really awesome. Oh, that's amazing! No, I haven't. I hadn't seen that. Uh, were were they? But that, I'm guessing they were there in support as well. And... I'm not really sure what they were doing. I mean, I imagine they're vaguely supportive of us, but like we were in Soho Square, and I think it was about 8.30 or 9 o'clock or whatever because the sun was coming down, and they just busted in there and just raised the roof on the place. It was absolutely crazy. Like Everyone was on their feet dancing, and they were like you know, hammering their drums and cymbals and things. It was really cool. Oh, that's amazing. Yes, yeah, so they put in like a 20-minute really show cool. and then sort of left. It was, it was really awesome. That's really nice. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was really it was, it was totally unexpected. Like, I, I'm not sure that they must have come on purpose because that park's usually closed then. They just came through and threw a party for us. It was really awesome. That's that's really good. Like, get, get getting the electricity back in the air and making sure everyone's still still into it and getting up and dancing and stuff. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Um, I do want to point out as well that there is uh, currently a petition on the UK Parliament uh, petitions website. Um, currently has just over 17,500 signatures for increasing funding to the NHS Transgender Services. Um, because obviously it's something that uh, is very underfunded. Um, as we've already discussed, the waiting lists are absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I also do want to point out as well regarding the, the NHS Transgender Services um, or the GICs rather, um, that I've heard a, a lot of people's experiences generally are that they're not provided um, any kind of HRT unless they meet a certain level of femininity to be trans women or to get access to, to estrogen um, or to meet a certain level of, of masculinity in order to uh, to receive testosterone, um, which really just is uh, is very damaging to the to the non-binary community, um, which is which is one that also once again can be uh, a part of the trans community uh, if they feel. Um, and access to HRT for them is also very important if they feel it's right for them. Um, and without with these such strict sort of qualifiers that they need to pass in order to in order to get access to those hormones um they're then forced to pretend to be somebody they're not um just to get access to the medication that they need um and these requirements are generally pretty sort of women what must wear dresses and makeup and men must be strong and manly um whatever those things mean um 
because obviously like if you're if you really need access to to hormones and you think that's going to be very beneficial beneficial for you but then you're forced into these little boxes um that's obviously something that's completely like ridiculous and outrageous i'm not um, because i don't think they're quite so bad with that anymore um like when i when I accessed hormones, because I did it through Gentecare, which is run by um, NHS doctors, sort of as their side gig, um, using the same standards. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I did that as a non-binary person. Like I hadn't sort of come to my point with my gender at that. By then, I, I was I thought I was non-binary and was sort of exploring that. Mm-hmm. And I was able to like obtain an NHS prescription and a gender a diagnosis of gender dysphoria um, as a non-binary mm-hmm. person. There's, there's a huge oh, that's... yeah. They're not as not as gatekeeping against binary people, uh, non-binary people as they were, and not so prescriptive about gender presentation. Um, I've got friends that went to their appointments just like presenting however they want, and they it's not really what they care about so much anymore. Uh, okay, that's good. That's that's that, I, I'm glad there's been progress on that front at least. They're definitely very gatekeeping, um, um, and you definitely need like a medical diagnosis of gender dysphoria, which they're not always that keen to give out. Like I was already on hormones for a year, um, do it I do it myself, and that made their you know made it pretty easy on them um, to decide mm-hmm. for me. But I've heard with other people it's quite difficult, especially if you've got other underlying mental health issues. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. they will put your transition on pause to deal with those things. Uh, or they might think that you know these these issues need to be dealt with before they can give you the diagnosis, um, mm-hmm. and that can be pretty bad. I mean, yeah, yeah, and uh, that that definitely doesn't help when when your mental struggles are caused by you struggling to exist as the person that you know you are, yeah, and the world around you, the world around you threatening you um, and making it really difficult for you, and preventing you from getting access to to these hormones that you're after. Yeah. Um, it, that's obviously going to cause stresses as well. And if those stresses need to be sorted before you're given access to the medication that you need, but your those stresses are that you don't have access to that medication, it just creates a really, really difficult um, and pointlessly, pointlessly difficult situation. But yeah, getting access to to hormones is obviously very important. Yeah. I did want to also mention that um, that currently in the UK, non-binary people. Um, aren't recognised in law, and it was recently recently said by the government that they're not planning on doing that because it would be too difficult. Yeah. Um, which is kind of outrageous. But I, I completely get where you're coming from uh, with regards to uh, having come out non-binary first, um, and then later sort of once you've once you've had the opportunity to explore a bit more, then then realising things. Uh, are a bit different than you may have may have first thought. Yeah. Um, I myself came out as non-binary first, um, and then later on was sort of like, actually, no, I think I think I think trans women's probably probably more appropriate. Mm-hmm. Did you have Did you have anything else to sort of discuss about yesterday or say about yesterday? You just you mentioned that the the atmosphere was all really good, really positive. Yeah, it was great. Um, there was lots of a lot of people brought dogs, which was really nice. Um, so I got the pet a lot of dogs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dog pets at protests are definitely uh, definitely one of my favourite things. It's great, and it's a good sign if there's lots of dogs around. Um, some people brought children, which is really cool. Um, mm-hmm. It was just it was just nice in general. I'm, I'm not really sure what to say about it because I, I don't know. I basically just walked a long way and um, ended up getting pretty drunk. Um, 
<laughs> I did hear some speeches, but um, I don't really know who was talking a lot of the time. <laughs> no, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. You mentioned you were pretty far away. Yeah. Um. So how was the after party? It was. It was. I'm guessing in Soho. It was in Soho Square. Um. And it was really good. Like it. It wasn't very organ. Wasn't organized at all. But we just sort of sat around in different groups and um, mingled with each other and got drunk and generally chatted. Took lots of photos. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's cool got the opportunity to sort of chat with different people in different parts of the community and just sort of intermingle and like get to know one another and such yeah pretty much and also i ran into basically everyone i knew on twitter as well because like there were lots of people were there and they came and said hello to me and it was really cool um so posting cool. millions of selfies kind of paid off in the end <laughs> i did see i did see a lot of your photos and they they did look they did look fantastic and it looked like everyone was having a good time uh, yeah definitely <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I actually considered myself, like, it was halfway through last week, I was like, I could fly to London for Trans Pride. Like, I'm going to meet lots of people that I know there from having from having lived there for so long um, before moving to Berlin. But, um, but yeah, a bit disappointed I couldn't come, but there's, uh, there's lots of Pride events going on in Berlin as well, which I'm very much looking forward to. Oh, cool. Um, which is, uh, the, the main one is sort of next month. Um, um, and there was also some other pride events yesterday. There was an anarchist pride in Berlin yesterday, oh, awesome. um, which which would have been amazing. I would have gone had I not been completely exhausted. But yeah, um, otherwise uh, I don't really. Oh, well, I think we might wind up there if that's okay. I'm sure you know there's a couple of pride events coming up right uh, in September. There's uh, that wasn't like the official trans pride march. There's another one uh, in September, and there should be also a um, you know regular pride as well. Oh, that's fantastic! I was not aware of that. I, uh, I yeah, I d don't generally don't generally keep up with all of what's going on in the UK anymore. Um, but yeah, um, do you have anything you'd like to plug for the? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can commission me for drawings if you want. Um, my Twitter handle is um, sup I'm Sammy um, with underscores in there instead of spaces. Um, and if you want, you can commission me to do drawings for you, or writing, or pretty much anything you want. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, th thanks for that, Sammy. Um, and thanks for your time today. Oh, thank you. Um, you uh, yeah, you're, you're most welcome. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on in such, uh, such short notice because I kind of had this idea about two hours before we started and was just like, this is amazing. I need to, I need to get this done now <laughs> and just sort of got as much together as I could. And I'm, I'm really glad that you were able to come on and, and chat to us today. Oh, thanks for bringing me on. It was fun. No problem. Um, so thanks, everybody. You've been listening to The Haunt Podcast. Uh, my name's Penny. Um, you can follow us uh, at on Twitter at the underscore haunt. Um, my personal Twitter is at Penelope W underscore. Um, also, I have set up an email address. If you'd like to email us in any questions or just want us to, if there are any topics you'd like us to cover, um, which is thehauntpod at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, you've been listening to The Haunt Podcast. Thanks again for listening, um, and have a great day. Bye.